0: All right, we are back. It is 2021. We finally made it to the new year, and we're starting off this great new year, which it's going to be, hopefully, with Anika Aftab. Now, she is um, former RIT student body president. She graduated this past year and moved to D.C., and I won't go ahead and say what exactly you're doing right now. I'll let you go ahead and and share that yourself. But um, obviously, we know each other from college, um, I can't think of the first time we met, honestly, probably at some sort of party or something, Yeah. if I had to guess, <laughs> but that was, that was quite a while ago now that, I mean, we're talking
1: like four, did we
0: meet age my age. freshman year.
1: Yeah, probably. When did so that's you, like five years ago. Yeah. I was going to say, when did you join, like start getting involved? Start I
0: getting involved. didn't come around until spring of my freshman year so spring of 2017.
1: Okay yeah I was a I was a second year by then or yeah. yeah 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 so it was my okay yeah that was definitely it.
0: Yeah that was I'm trying to I mean I can't pinpoint the exact time because like I probably don't remember it anyway but uh uh-huh. unless also, you can remember it but.
1: I left for Europe right after that like I left for like half. oh yeah so that's right it must've been like after that, I would say, or like right before. And then we didn't talk. Yeah. I wouldn't say we, we like didn't become friends until like, I want to say like last year ish.
0: Yeah. Until, yeah. Until like after, well, yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah. Like we started talking about like, just like career stuff and jobs and life after college and kind of stayed in contact ever since then. But speaking of life after college, um, I'll go ahead and give you the opportunity to, to talk about what you're doing, because I think it's, uh, it's pretty unique and it's going to be an important stepping stone for what your future plans are.
1: Yeah. Well, first and foremost, thank you so much for having me on the show. Um, Absolutely. Really first cool
0: female to- guest, by the way, if I didn't already say it.
1: Yes. I love it. I love it. Um, I I really appreciate it because I mean, we we just talked about this like six months ago, you were, we were just talking about this as an yeah. idea, right? Like over the summer. And it's so cool to see that it's come to fruition. Um, speaking of me, I, as you know, i moved to DC, Virginia area. It's been my like dream since I can remember. Um, we'll probably talk about it in the future, but you know, yeah. future politician maybe <laughs> one day. Um, right now what I do for work is kind of a combination of what my master's was in. So I studied health policy and systems learning. So that project management stuff, but in the healthcare space. So we do a lot of like rapid health crisis response. And I work in a lot of like developing countries as well as domestically with crises. So crisis, crisis,
0: crisis, crisis. Crisis? I don't know.
1: English is my second language. So excuse me, (laughs) (laughs) alcohol in me like, Um, but yeah, so I do a lot of project management stuff with that. And a lot of like COVID response, we still work with Evola, Air Evac. One of my projects, I'm transporting prisoners, like with the Department of Justice, which is kind of crazy. Oh, shit. Uh, it's, it's cool, because I'm working with these government organizations that ideally, I want to eventually work for. So like the right. CDC, the WHO, United Nations. Um, so this Evol- is kind of like
0: a good opportunity for you to like get a feel for what certain government agencies actually do before right.
1: you, you know, move into in- that yeah. realm more. Absolutely. So I always recommend like going private sector first and then putting your foot in the door with government. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at, what I'm doing. Just moved October 1st. So still yeah. very new.
0: <laughs> so I, I don't know if I remember correctly, but was, was this the job that you moved down there for? Or was there something else at first?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I actually did have like another opportunity. It was like public health consultant Okay. Um, kind of Role, but it just wasn't a good fit and like I'm the type of person that like if it's not fitting I'm not going to keep forcing it so believe yeah. it or not I actually but I got the taste of it right so I got a mm-hmm. taste of like freedom without like while I was home and so I actually took a leap of faith without a job moved to DC like I saved up for like maybe like three months rent and I was like you know yeah. what you have a deadline if you don't have a job before like December you're fucked like you have to move yeah. back home so yeah. that kind of pressure really like kicked me into high gear and that yeah, was you like, didn't
0: right. have a choice at that point really
1: exactly right and so funny enough I got my job offer October 1st which is the day I moved in so universe <laughs> has a fun way of you know messing with you but yeah I I'm grateful
0: <laughs> yeah that's awesome well I'm, I'm glad it's worked out for you so far because like especially with all the shit going on right now nothing has really been uh, guaranteed at all this year. And I know for me too, like I've said before, like I'm very thankful that I got the job offer that I did, especially as early as I did. Cause like, it's pretty uncommon for, I feel like somebody to have a job locked up, even in a normal year, five, six months, six and a half months before they even graduate. So I'm very thankful for that. And uh, like I said, it's a good thing that you don't have to worry about that with all the other crazy shit that's going on. Um, But anyway, moving forward, Since I've known you, like I said before, uh, before we started this recording, we were kind of just chatting about, um, you've always been like a very entrepreneurial spirit. I feel like some of the first time I, I met you, you were always talking about like, these ideas that you had, or like the fact that you wanted to work for a startup or like eventually have your own business. And you definitely followed that through your time in college. Like you said, you went abroad, then I, I mean, I could I swear to God, every time I talked to you, it was like you were involved with a new startup as an internship or just doing some work on the side, joining an organization here that just started up in, in this realm of things. And it was like nonstop. Um, and obviously, like I said, you plan to use that at some point in the future and put it on together to who knows what. But I'm curious, like, where did this come from? Because like, that's not something that I feel like a lot of people are just born with. It has to come from somewhere.
1: Well, so that's, that's a fantastic question. Um, I, and so just thinking about it, I would say, you you know what the American dream is, right? Like, yeah, the emotional, like, whatever that, like, that whole dream is, um, right. I, grew, I grew up with it, right? Yeah, I integrated here when I was four years old. And I didn't speak a lick of English until my fourth, I was in ESL until fourth grade. So mm-hmm. I think, from a very like young age, I was not only like the only person in the room that didn't know what the fuck was going on, but like <laughs> I-, I didn't have the certain restraints that like other people might have, like the ex- like, the norms were just always different for me. Yeah. So I think like breaking that like barrier was never difficult. Like I was always comfortable in that uncomfortable space. So I kind of took that as opportunities, right? Opportunities are often uncomfortable. I love being Absolutely. uncomfortable. And so I just, and I also have a short attention span. I'm a little, I get bored easily. So, you know, I just, I like to do what makes me like excited and happy. Yeah. And it just happens that a lot of those things are things that build my public speaking, build my interpersonal skills, build my leadership, et cetera. Right. So I would say from a young age, that's where it started, but mm. I'm excited to see where it goes.
0: Okay. That's, that's good. Now, I kind of just thought of something while you were responding to my question, but did you ever feel at any point that there was like an extra sense of like pressure on you that since you like did immigrate from, you know, elsewhere that there was this extra sense of like, Oh, like I have to, like, I have to like pursue the American dream or like, I have to make sure that I'm successful, like to an extent greater than the average person that's born in the States. Was that ever a thing?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I feel like even, at this age, I would be, if I was still in Bangladesh, I'd be married. I'd be like probably having kids soon. Like my, my whole trajectory would be different. And I think right. it, that idea humbles me. Like my cousin's literally about to get married this, this like in the next week and she's my age. She's like a year older than me, yeah. but that's the expectation. Um, and so I think that idea just humbles me because I know life would look a lot different if I Absolutely. were not the circumstances I am today. Um, And so definitely added pressure. Also, the whole stereotype of brown parents is so true. Like I grew up playing piano, like (laughs) like all of those things that you're supposed to straight A's, like nothing lower than that. (laughs) Um, So I I would say stereotypically speaking, those are definitely a lot of the pressures that I had. And um, it's what you do with it. Right. So like a lot of people crack under those kind of pressures um, and some people excel. And then you kind of have to find that in between. And so
0: So for you, it was definitely like a good thing.
1: Absolutely. But not always, right? And it, it, not I don't know, like to get a little deep, but like it did lead to a lot of like anxiety, right? Yeah. Of failure, like fear of rejection, feel fear, like fear of trying for something and then not like failing at it. Um, yeah. And so definitely there was a lot of like negatives, but it's a learning process, right? We kind of grow day by day, slowly, yeah. <laughs> and you look back to even like, look back to yourself a year ago, like- yeah. Would you believe where you are now?
0: No, not at all, to be honest with you. Yeah. As as crazy of a year as it's been, um, I don't think I could have ever predicted, you know, my current situation where where I'm going to be in the next four months. So, but again, I'm thankful for that. And I guess you could say as cliche as it is, everything kind of does happen for a reason, I guess. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, two examples of that. Or it will. Yeah, eventually. At some, yeah. point.
1: <laughs> yeah, at some point, at some point, you'll, you'll get there.
0: <laughs> yeah. So one of the other things you said, um, kind of early on was that when you gra- or, well, you were in college, right? You created your own major. You mm-hmm. didn't, I, I think you hopped around a little bit, if I remember correctly, um, to start like I did, uh, I wasn't five times. I was three times, uh-huh. but, um, at the end of the day, you ended up going through, um, oh, what, what's the name of the, um, like the college?
1: School of Individualized Studies.
0: Yes, that's right. And then you kind of like just pieced together different things that you were interested in and turned it into your own major that wasn't just like commonly offered by the school. And Mm -hmm. could you say it again? What was it? I forget.
1: So the school. So it's Right. School of Individualized Studies. And
0: your major was what exactly?
1: So my undergrad. And so here's the funny part. I did both my master's and my undergrad with the School of Individualized Studies. Okay. Down this whole create your own path, and I was like, "All right, f- like fuck it, this is it. This yeah. is what I want." <laughs> um, and so, my undergrad was healthcare administration and organizational strategy. So I had that healthcare, and I had the the strategy, strategic thinking. Right. Um, I started premed, so fuck me up, like <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> but yeah. my master's was pol- like health policy and that whole systems learning. So
0: cool. Now, weren't you doing some neuroscience stuff at one point?
1: Yeah. So one of my five majors that I like switched around in (laughs) um, one of them, I'm pretty sure was neuro and business.
0: That's crazy.
1: Um, And and crazy enough, like, I think that you never have, you, it's like, I'm going to butcher it. So it's like a Steve jobs quote. It's like, when you look back and align the lines, like align the dots, you'll, you'll see like where you've come and why it's led you to where you are. Yeah. Uh, Same thing happened, right? Like I was always flirting with the idea of healthcare but I was business oriented. Like I love people. I love being like social and thinking like strategy and startups and all of that. But (laughs) my extracurriculars were a lot of that, but my, my academics was healthcare. So slowly, but surely while I switched majors, I found little things that clicked. And then that's kind of ultimately where it led me to my master's and then hopefully my PhD. So
0: PhD. Oh boy. (laughs) Oh man. Another one
1: happens because you're gonna have to say doctor off (laughs) top
0: yeah I I don't know about that that that's just that seems like too much to me but (laughs) now that you say that though like do you when do you think that's gonna happen is that Mm -hmm. on your radar anytime soon or
1: yeah so I started applications actually for this like term but um I realized I was like with the move and all these goals like you can't ultimately reach like 15 goals at once right yeah that's a lot
0: for being there for six months
1: yeah, it's on my wall. I have the essays like mostly written out. It's just a mm-hmm. matter of like studying it up and like fit, like get completing the GRE. I'm bad at standardized tests, so bad. <laughs>
0: yeah, it sucks. Uh,
1: But it, it's it's in my it's in my long term, short term goals.
0: Long term, short term. Okay. Now that would, would that be local to the DC area most likely?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, and that's okay. another big reasons why I moved to, moved here, right? It's like the future yeah. is here for me.
0: Yeah. No. It sounds like a perfect fit, honestly. So one thing I think we definitely have to talk about before we get further into like your career goals and stuff, um, student body president, student government president. Uh And I remember when you first talked about running, I'm like, why would anybody ever want to do that? It's like, to me, that's like the last thing I would ever want to do. Like I I was the student president in high school, right? But that that consisted of me um, just running basically three years in a row. And then winning and not doing a single thing until it was time to put my name up again. I think I'm trying to think if I did anything, I think I might've helped with prom like a little bit. That was it. And for yeah. me, it was like, I, this, this isn't doing anything for me. Mm-hmm. And with all the work that actually goes into doing it for a college, um, I thought it was kind of like you were biting off more than you could chew potentially. Cause you were already as like crazy busy. Um, but why why did you want to do that? And what was the whole experience like for you?
1: Yeah, um, that's funny. I, I'm actually curious to ask you first before I answer. Huh. What did you look in, look in from the outside in? Like, what did you see? Like kind of knowing me while I was president?
0: Like, what do I think of the job that you did?
1: Yeah, I mean, not not in like, don't give me a performance review, but like you were saying like, you were biting off too much almost, right? Yeah. like what did it look like to you? Cause it wasn't high school, right? It's like, oh, fuck no. (laughs)
0: High school is a joke. I, I don't know. I think, I think from, from my perspective, like, I really don't know like how much of whatever, like you tried to push became like a thing because like, I was never super involved with that anyway. And I feel like regardless of who the president is anyway, like, You come in with this platform of ideas and things you want to change, but the reality as far as like how much power you as a student actually had to change things, is really not even close to like the platform that you would run on. So again, I don't really know what you did, but it did seem like you were always busy for sure and always running around and it seemed like you always found a way to bring energy to it. That's one thing for sure. So that's that's all I have I don't have more for you but like that's yeah, no, just, just, just thinking back on it like that's that's what I would say
1: I I was just curious because I definitely heard a lot of different perspectives um,
0: and I'm like not very involved with stuff either so like
1: right right and I think a lot of even what you said was made a lot of sense right because to be honest a lot of my things didn't go through because the whole point of the position is not meant to change the whole system it's to help the system keep going I guess right Mm. going into it that's not what you see like you would think like I thought I was like oh my god I'm gonna change the whole fucking RIT like no (laughs) you're gonna be working on what the past five presidents were working on and you're gonna help with that and it's a lot of fucking people managing like Jesus Christ God (laughs) but going back to the reason why I did it in the first place I didn't join student government till my fourth year of college so I went four years without wanting anything to do with it. Right. Yeah. I was in Greek life. I like played some sports. I did all like all these other clubs, startups. You mentioned that a lot. Like, yeah. um, but never did I think that I wanted to be in student government, um, not involved in high school like that. Like, trust me, this was not a thing that I wanted. Um, but, to be honest, my academic advisor came to me my fourth year, and she was like, "Hey, there's an open position. You're pretty competent. Like, what do you think?" And it's are pretty
0: competent.
1: <laughs> like, it's a couple extra hours. I was like, "Yeah, fuck it." Like, I was like, "Sure, we're I'll about to get we're, we're we're trying to get a job." So this is like my third year going into my fourth. So I'm about to graduate the following year. My head right. was, "We got to focus on moving, finding a job. What builds a resume, right?" Yeah. So I honestly started it as a resume builder and there's no shame in that like (laughs) I I was like okay
0: I mean that's why I feel like a lot of people do anything in college for the most part (laughs) that and to have fun
1: right exactly and I was like you know it's a new scope of friends we'll see what happens I fell in love like I don't even know I remember like I was going against two other people when I was running for senator I was like oh shit like this is this is what gets my heart racing a little bit (laughs) like the competition of it but like also like standing my ground making speeches Mm -hmm. and so um, it was a natural fit when I was in SG like senator I was like head down work hard this is like the and then that's kind of the moment where I decided I was like you know I kind of wanted to do my master's maybe run next year for women's senator I'm passionate about women and we don't we have a lack of them at RIT so like how (laughs) can I community funny enough the former president comes up to me and he's like I think you should be president. I was like, is
0: this Dessler?
1: No, no, no. So the former SG president.
0: Oh, I thought you meant like the president president. I was like, damn. Okay.
1: I mean, at that point, I didn't even know who that, like, I kind of knew Munson, but I was like, "Uh, you know, this doesn't seem it, but with same with the entrepreneurial energy, like once I, once I hear about something or I get my head in, like, I'm like, you know, I I can't let it go. I need to think more and do some more research. Like, let's, I'll talk to a couple people. It's not going to hurt me. I can just say no at the end of the day. That led to like March 30th when I got the message that I was the president of RIT student government. It was insane. Um, And it wasn't easy. Like, right. I had to sacrifice a lot of things like sleep, friends, relationships. It it was tough, but I want to say it was worth it. Like hands down worth it.
0: No, that's good. I'm at least it was worth it, and you hopefully will be able to bring some something out of that to you know the next stage, whatever that that may be. But what what do you think? Like, if there was one thing you had to say that was probably your number one takeaway from that role, what do you think that would be?
1: Whatever you do, someone's gonna think it's wrong. So just do whatever yeah. the fuck you want to do, like it, all in good faith, right? Like, <laughs>
0: it, well, yeah.
1: But, like, do just do what feels right into like intuitively because whatever you do, it's going to be wrong to someone's eyes, hands down. So, I, I would say that.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good one for sure. It's going to hold true for basically the rest of your life. So,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. I just quoted someone and I don't know who it was. So, don't quote me on that. It wasn't me. I'm not yeah. that person yet
0: <laughs> for sure. So, we talked about what you're doing now. Um, if we fast forward, you know, not so near future and probably ultimately like 10 years out, what do you, what do you think your plan is? What do you see yourself doing?
1: 33. Oh boy. Um, that's. Oh, I mean,
0: like 10 years doesn't sound that long, but that's a lot of time.
1: God. Yeah. Right. Like I, <laughs> that's a good question. I honestly, I think in college, I always had an answer for like my 10 year goal because I always thought like life was linear, but even with COVID, right? You <sighs> never fucking know, like what happens if there's like an earth, I don't know, a mirror, like a meteor, like hits yeah. Earth. What, what happens then. So I think my thinking has changed, but to answer, I'll get, I'll, I'll answer your question. I think okay. 33- it doesn't have to
0: be 10 years. Even it can be like five, if that makes it easier.
1: Well, so just life goals of mine, I would say like, PhD is one of them. Like, I, mm-hmm. I really am so incredibly passionate about, like, health policy and, like, bioethics is the PhD I want to get, like, go into. And there's all of these other reasons why I want to do it. And I can, that's another podcast. <laughs> like, yeah. I can think my own about it. Um, I think PhD is one. I want to, this is a big goal, but I want to run for Congress. Like, there aren't a lot of people, actually, no, there is not a single woman that's from Bangladesh that's in Congress or has ever served in Congress. So, I mean, growing it up, pretty you know, wild. that kind of leadership and fuck it, I want to be that kind of leadership. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, and so I, that that's one. I mean, everyone has like a dream of like a TED talk, you know, like all, those, <laughs> all those big goals. And I, I, I like big goals because at the end of the day, if I don't reach them, that's, I still, you know, I'm still closer to, Something better than I would have if I had spot right,
0: yeah, I think I think you will have achieved more by trying to meet that goal even if you do find out that it wasn't truly attainable yeah. just by setting it that high you will achieve that much more trying to get there, so What's like
1: your, your goal
0: <laughs> my are you asking me
1: yeah
0: <laughs> uh, I fuck, I don't know, I don't really have one right now I'm not I don't so I'm at the point right now where like I um am too concerned with what's going to happen in the next six months to a year that I, I really haven't thought much beyond that, at least for now. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, I'm going to run with this, this position and, and see where it goes, learn as much as I can give it, give it like 110%, just like anything else I would do. But yeah. um, I think the biggest thing for me at this point is I'm really glad that I'm not going to be doing, you know, as much behind the computer kind of work that I'm going to be able to work with people and like a sales capacity. That was something that was going to be big for me because I felt like, you know, being behind a computer screen, I would just be kind of wasting, wasting time, wasting, wasting away, fading away behind a computer screen. And like, that's not the kind of work that I want to be doing anyway. You know, it does help that I have that kind of like technical ish background with supply chain. And I think that'll only make me a better, like a better technical and sales engineer. Um, So I'm thankful for that. But as far as like an actual plan further down the road, I really don't know. Kind of just see where where this takes me and probably stay somewhere in the realm of like sales, consulting. Um, <laughs> oh, and Nashville. Oh, well, that, that's like a huge part of it. Like this, if nothing else, this is like an opportunity to get to Nashville. and But I, I truly do expect this to be so much more than just that. Um, I think it's a really great opportunity and, and great setup. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. But, you know, like I said, down the road, I think just something in that realm, I'll probably try and stay there, dip my toes in real estate at some point and just kind of go from there. Multiple streams of income.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: That's all I got for now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Damn. All right. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see 30, 10 years. Oh my God. So one of the other
0: things for you too, what's that?
1: Please go for it. Yeah. So one of
0: the, one of the other things I was going to say is, um, So if you do do the whole Congress thing, right, is there still a time, obviously that that could only take up, you know, who knows how much time that also leaves a a window potentially for like your own business kind of thing. And I know at one point, I feel like you talked about this. Is that still somewhere there too?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I, like, I believe, and I think that a lot of women deal with this and men too, like, this is not like a, I think this is a people issue, but that fear of, the right moment to start a business is holds so many people back right yeah
0: good luck, have enough good luck money. finding that moment
1: i don't have enough time there's never going to be a fucking right. moment you're going to have enough money or time yeah just exactly do do. and i i still live with that in my head where like i'll often tell myself no i don't have the time right now like i have so many things going on mm-hmm. i can't start a business yes i do want to start my own business i just haven't found the idea yet i've right. i found different other avenues like writing a book um, I have a little startup thing going on. Um, but it's not mine, right? I'm helping someone else in a healthcare startup. Like right. it's like things that I just haven't found my fit yet. And I don't know what I'm waiting for, but I know it's gonna be big.
0: <laughs> well, wow, that's good. Do you think that this would be like I'm guessing it probably would be related to health in, in some way, shape, or form?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think like I think healthcare is just the my big I don't know if there's a w- word for it but like everyone has like a thing that they're just
0: it's like a passion
1: yeah a passion for it I guess yeah. right I just watched perfect the
0: theme for the people. podcast that's exactly yeah, I have- what I was looking for you to say so yeah.
1: you said it for me I know <laughs> well that's not fair that's not gonna work
0: <laughs> I couldn't just let you not say it so I,
1: <laughs> you could have just waited you could have fished around a little bit
0: I got I got too anxious but no that's that's good that you that you have that um do you, do you know, like, so yes, healthcare, but like, well, the good thing about healthcare, right, is like, it's always going to be a thing. Like, you never have to worry about that industry dying, but there's always so much, like, that's so broad, mm-hmm. right? So do you think it would be like more of like the bioethics and like policy kind of stuff that you're talking about? I mean, that would make sense.
1: Definitely. To follow that path. Specific to that, it's like a lot of like, like drug addiction, even like, okay. think of like, like mental health care and stuff like that that I don't really talk about often because I'm I'm this I've got this like not extroverted like but like I have a personality that like really like takes up a lot of space right and it's hard to have those like vulnerable conversations but deep down that's all I like I really care about so I it's kind of it's that game of playing like being vulnerable as a speaker you're kind of like
0: an introverted extrovert
1: Kind of more or less. That's a, are you just feeding words now? Is this like a,
0: <laughs> no, like that's, I, I mean, that's what it sounds like you're describing.
1: Yeah. More or less. I would say, yeah, in in a way I'm more of an introverted extrovert, but all the personality tests I've taken have said I'm a 99% extrovert. So same. Yeah. But, but then
0: I sometimes don't like to talk to people. So <laughs> I don't like know which one
1: like to talk to people. That's the difference. Huh? <laughs> I was going to say the difference is you don't like to talk to people. <laughs>
0: Well, see, I do and I don't because I'm doing a podcast where I talk to people. I get, I'm very selective in who I like to talk to, I guess, is my problem.
1: You choose the people.
0: Right. (laughs) I don't know. That's, I don't know if that's a strength or a weakness or both, probably both, but I don't know. It is what it is. And I guess, kind of going ahead, one of the other things I wanted to ask you is along with your entrepreneurial spirit, right? You've always had an overwhelming sense of optimism. And that I've noticed that I noticed before the entrepreneurial spirit, like Mm -hmm. that was from the get go, I swear to God, every time I've ever seen you smile on your face, you know, wicked happy, like too much energy at times. But like, it it was regardless of whatever was going on, no matter like how many things you had going on that day, or like how stressed you were, or whatever, like shitty thing had happened that week. I swear to God, you always had a smile somehow. And like, where does that come from? (laughs) so that's also so, not a natural thing to just have
1: very good question and i don't think i had an answer for it up until like a week ago um i'm reading a book about oh like stoicism and just let just bear with me right, right. like philosophical i can't even speak words now Philosophy. philosophical philosophical is the word I was big like
0: word before. guy
1: <laughs> big word guy um but things are okay bear with me because i'm no philosopher but we make things good or bad, right? Things are not innately good or bad. We can mentally just choose one or the other. And I just Mm -hmm. choose the former. Like, like any, anything, any situation that happens, like you hear things like silver lining, you hear things like, or good things, right? Good or bad. It's just, it's COVID happened. That's a very bad thing, but (laughs) you took the opportunity to make a podcast out of it. Right. With your extra time, like, That's a good thing. And so like that's kind of where I think and and I'll be honest, like this, I think it's just very innate, like I never practiced anything like I never tried to be the way I am. It's just like, I've always just seen the good in things people situations, right. Uh, And ultimately, like, and sure, obviously, I've seen bad and I get hurt and I cry and all these other things. but, But I don't spend too much time on it. Right. Because mm-hmm. what am I wallow in my sadness? Right. Like, and then Not what? productive. <laughs> and then why I think it, a lot of my efficiency and productivity come like influence it too.
0: Yeah. So, That's, and my so, so you weren't and then what?
1: <laughs> and my passions and
0: your passions there. Exactly. <laughs> so it wasn't, I mean, so I guess you were just able to like recently figure out how to describe it. But, like, there was never, like, a clicking point for you. Like, as long as you can remember, you were just always that way. Because I know, like, for me, 100% not that way. Yeah. Like, I have to train myself to, like, get better at it. And I was really bad when I was younger. Um, yeah. I was always, like, the glass half empty kind of person. And, like, it's, it's like, a legitimate exercise. Like, if you don't, if you don't think, like, push yourself to think otherwise, you're just going to kind of get trapped in that circle. And, like, that's how I was, like, junior year of high school through – junior year of college for the most part. And like yeah. I progressively got better each year, right? And I'm still not like as optimistic as I would say you are. But like it's it's one of those things where like kind of like you're saying, like you have to be able to think, well, like I can think of this like the good things or the bad things. And I can just wallow in your sorrows or not. But like yeah. it's it's kind of like up to you to to make that decision and and decide, you know, how you want to look at things no matter how shitty certain situations could be so
1: right and also taking don't take things personally and I said it before too right like you can do do whatever you want someone's gonna hate it so might as well just do whatever and like think the way that you do right um, and not let other things like that negativity kind of get to you because at the end of the day like this is your life right and so freaking short yeah (laughs) might as well live the way makes most sense to you so
0: and a lot of people spreading that negativity are probably just sitting behind a computer screen with nothing else to do because they're not doing anything themselves, anyways. Right. <laughs> so nothing really matters. None of it matters.
1: Right. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> well, no, that's that's good, and it's a it's a good thing to be able to have, and uh, you're lucky that it came to you as naturally as it does.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> I'm fortunate. I'll I'll give you that.
0: So one of the other things you've talked about is this book. So you got to tell me all about this book that you're writing. I uh I don't even want to say the title cuz I I'll probably mess it up, but I'll just let you kind of like talk about that and you know, really everything about it from like when you decided you wanted to write it to you know, how much of it is done, when people can expect it out, just everything.
1: Yeah, but yeah, absolutely. So my covid project was this book. Um I covid hit March. I was still a student and then May rolled around and I was already home for a couple months, losing my fucking mind. Like I just, I couldn't do it anymore. And I knew I had to pivot. So I took a second and I was like, all right, what am I passionate about? Like, actually I'm passionate about women and like empowerment and I'm passionate about leadership. So what does that look like? I was like, okay, biggest scale I could think of is government, women in government, lack thereof. Okay. We're getting somewhere. So it was a slower process, but. But once it started getting in my head, it started just formulating fast. I work like this. And so I was like, okay, I want to, but I want to learn from people. I don't want to like just explore this idea. Like I want to talk to people. I'm an extrovert. I'm missing it. Like it's COVID. So that's where the book, I will run for Congress and why you should too came about. So, and I think the title says a lot about it. Right. So I have a dream to run for Congress, but this isn't just my dream. Like I'm not doing this for myself. I'm doing this because I want to inspire younger generations to do the same. Mm -hmm. Um, Even when I was SG president. and, And like, I talk about this a lot in my book too. Like I often found myself the only one in the room. I was only like the only female sometimes i was the only brown person only immigrant only person that spoke multiple like bilingual and all of these other things and i hated it like i i hated it but it also kind of inspired me to do something more about it like speak up more or like try something different so that's and and once i started actually reaching out to women mostly women a lot of people of color that were in local state and federal government i noticed that they had these similar experiences but they chose the different route you could you could you could be quiet and not do anything and stay in the back of the corner like and, and not make a noise but then a lot of these people were the exception they were the ones that spoke up stood their ground, even though their voice was shaking and stuff like that. So right. I thought it was incredibly inspirational. I like resonated with a lot of them and slowly but surely we're getting there. I did put a pause on it while I was moving cause I needed to focus your girls got loans. So, yeah, I, uh, to, I hear you. you know, start a job, get stable. Um, but another reason I moved here, right? Is to, I want to face to face meet these politicians. I want to walk up right. to the Senate building, knock on some doors and say, Hey, right. like, I want to talk to you about your experiences. Do you have five minutes? Like, yeah. And, and that's, that's the biggest reason I kind of, I am here. And hopefully one of my new year's goals is to like get started again. Now that I feel very settled, I have like, I have a room, a house, stable income. um, Right. But pick that pick up right where I left off.
0: Awesome. Now this book, is it how, like, how is it going to work? Like, is it going to be um, like heavily interview based? Is it going to be from like purely your perspective? Like how just like what is the di- like the dialogue going to be like of it?
1: Yeah, so I'm actually working with it still. Um, okay. But I think it's going to be a real time story, because it's literally me and my my experiences going through it. I just like signed up for like, uh, it's kind of like an organization that like sets you up to run for Congress, like, mm-hmm. like other uh, many famous politicians have actually gone through it. Um, and so my experience with that writing about it, but also a lot of like experiences about these other famous individuals or not famous, but people that are in, like inspirational and such, their stories. But I think that I'm a like a theme person. So hopefully there'll be like three themes or so. Right. But we'll get there, I don't know. And, and I don't think that there's gonna be like a, a right way until I get there. Right. So I yep. see this being like a two, three year goal, which I don't often do like set those like long-term long, like we are going to slowly, but surely work through it.
0: Hey, that's something you at least have some sort of idea of, of where you want to go and, and the pace you want to go at. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I guess if you had to like, if somebody was forcing you to give like a, a date of completion, yeah. Maybe not like a specific day, obviously, but like year, could you at least go with a year if you had to?
1: Mm-hmm. So the way I was like, the regular trajectory was it was going to be published this spring. Um, I was in a program actually that helped me like get there. I had enough like content. It's just, I didn't feel ready. Like I yeah. felt like there's just so many more people I wanted to talk to. So it could, it would be a short turnaround time. It's just a matter of like, what stories and who i talk to i don't know what i'm looking for i'll be honest like and maybe that's the problem right but i just know that the more people i talk to the more closer i'll get to that goal so yeah i don't know well if i had to pick a day and year i will say just for the purposes of this because i want to look back at this video and be like shit, where am i at this day i'm gonna say july 22nd 2022 I don't know why I picked those, those that number, but that's it.
0: <laughs> that's not that far away, honestly. Yeah,
1: maybe 2023.
0: <laughs> okay, that that kind of follows your two, three-year thing, I guess, oh, a little oh closer. My God, but... it's
1: 2021 right now. Oh, yeah, yeah 2023.
0: Okay, okay, yeah. We just had a new year, uh, if you weren't aware.
1: Well, listen, it's been COVID time, so I still think I'm on spring break for school. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> well, that's when it all started.
1: I never went home after that it's
0: been spring break for 10 months now
1: it's amazing this is the longest spring break of my life it's crazy I I can't wait
0: (laughs) so how does one even go about like writing a book because like I hardly read books and when I do I prefer to listen to them um just I've never liked reading and I think a lot of it stemmed from being forced to read in like middle school high Mm -hmm. school just like reading shit that I didn't have any interest in and then from that point I just built like a negative relationship with it and Mm -hmm. could have cared less if I ever read again But I found kind of like as I've gotten a little older right like if it's of interest and there's something useful in it like yeah sure I'll read but I'd rather somebody read it to me (laughs) but like in like I don't even know where I would start if I wanted to write a book
1: well if I may how does one start a podcast series YouTube well, is that what you did? I just Googled some stuff. Like what is like a regular structure? And then actually through my Google searches, I found this program in Georgetown. So DC, Georgetown. Um, that, like it was completely free and it helped you. Like, I'm not making like a, I'm not an ambassador here, but like it helped yeah, you. No like, free shout outs. <laughs> no free, no, no free shout outs. <laughs> They're not paying me yet. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it, it was just a program that I found just through some Google searches while I was searching on how to write a book. Um, I'm an avid reader. So different from you and I, but, yeah. um, I don't know. I feel like the universe just puts things in your way when you need it.
0: I mean, I, that's some, I mean, that's a good thing about today though. It's like, you can just yeah. Google YouTube type in literally anything you want and somebody's done it before you. So there, there will be information on how, however, however you need to do things to get it done. But like, so you talk about an editor though. Mm-hmm. like was that somebody that you got put in contact through like your network or like was that like another thing you just googled
1: so like I said this pro this program it's it part of that program part of the program okay and like, if anyone is actually curious please reach out to me <laughs> but um it it like completely set you up and I, I think I talked to you about this too they, they do like a podcast one they do like a, a video series one they do, yeah I do kind
0: of like, remember this
1: poetry stuff like depends what you're into but like I said this person this professor at Georgetown just wanted to pivot what he was doing and it was covid time and so he just started this up and like just changed the game and so i think it's fantastic there was like 500 people in my cohort but there was not a single moment where i didn't feel um that i was like in a group it was more like individual so
0: i mean it sounds like it was a great opportunity and like literally exactly what you needed so
1: exactly good thing you're in dc (laughs) yep another good reason
0: so (laughs) You want to become a politician and Uh with the current state of things in our world today, there is nothing. I think I would want to do less than be a politician. Um, Uh I think at this point you have to be slightly crazy to want to do that, honestly. Uh And I don't know if it's just a reflection of how poor everybody has done these last several years, especially with 2020, like being like, kind of like a climax for everything, just hitting the fan at the same time. Nobody really knows what they're doing. And a lot of it just boils down to where the money is. Honestly, both sides, doesn't matter. Whoever's getting the most money, whoever is going to, you know, say something to support this company who supports your right wing or left wing beliefs. Like that's all it is at the end of the day. And I, I personally don't understand why anybody would want to do that job because it seems like, the most stressful and, like, just the worst thing to have to deal with, but if you're somebody like yourself who, like, truly wants to change, like, try and change the system, and I kind of feel like that's a part of why you want to do it. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that's kind of, like, the sense that I get, so just tell me why.
1: Well, first off, I'm having deja vu because I'm pretty sure you said that exact sentence when you said I was running for SG president, why someone ever would want to do that so well yeah but
0: this is amplified times like a billion
1: yes but I I just I felt like a moment of deja vu but funny enough right it's like it's not something I knew I wanted until I wanted it but I guess my why would be that's a so okay just backtrack really quickly I'll be honest the current climate climate that we live in right now it is so fueled by social media and like the news, yeah, and that too. Fake news, and just everyone's looking for clickbait and like, etc. It mm-hmm. almost everything's skewed, right? But let me ask you have you ever spoken to someone that's ran for office, been in office?
0: Absolutely not. I don't want anything to do with them,
1: but like, you have you ever talked to them and asked them why?
0: No, I, I. I don't really pay that close attention to like I guess the local politicians which would be like the first line of people that you could even come into contact like I'm not gonna obviously talk to like an actual congressman or anything like that Um, but I also don't really truly have enough interest to probably do it either but no it'd probably be a good starting point.
1: (laughs) Right and I only ask that because in my head I just assumed that they were all like wealthy like they were really skewed by x y and z factors lobbyists etc money falling the money but at the end of the day just kind of hearing from some even some of them I was like holy shit you care but they're just the circumstances you're in don't allow you to change as much as you would right right?" Um, and I think that for me wanting to run it's the government has to do with everything in your life if in regards to your taxes, in regards to your education, your children's education, your health care. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to go into small, big government. That's not the, what I'm talking about, but there is always an influence in your life. And like, yeah. if we have one more person that's looking out for the whole or looking out for, or has a perspective that can help rather than hurt or get skewed by money and pol- like politics of politics, yeah. then it, it, it's like good balancing bad. right? And I, mm-hmm. I want to be another extra good person up there um and another thing is the fucking media only hyper focuses on these <laughs> maybe i want to say like five to ten individuals you don't hear about like all like the rest of them you don't no. hear about like the freaking 99 percent of them you just see that one percent in the yep. spotlight and you see all the shitty things that they've right. done
0: they basically um, just highlight both extremes Really, that's it. Both extremes on each side of the political spectrum. And that's it. Well, that's where all the controversy is. And that's what they can sell.
1: Right. And if you take that out of the equation, it's our government's still running. There's no anarchy. Like, okay, I'm not gonna, like I said, I'm not going super political yet. But like, we're still we're still in a better place in the United States than we are in a country that isn't so fortunate with more of a stable government, right? Yeah. And we we are a mixing pot like when you look at like scandinavian countries we're most often compared to them they're they don't have much diversity no wonder right. they don't have so many problems like we are we we challenge the quota we we right. like create those like you know like differences and so like yeah I
0: don't and know. you can't like, expect everything to go smoothly with that many differences too but that's yeah. like kind of the whole point
1: right exactly and i think that's what makes the united states unique right right so what are you doing to like instead of complaining about it, like, what are you doing to learn more about it, or get more involved?
0: And I think the thing is, too, is, like, a lot, like, the overwhelming majority of Americans are not on one of these two sides, like, pretty much everybody's in the middle, but like I said, like, nobody, like, that's not the stuff that's highlighted, because it doesn't make money. Never. And, like, I don't know.
1: Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say, when's the last, like, last time you saw something good on the news, like, like yeah, never base, like, I don't even know an example. Yeah.
0: there's I think there's like I don't know which network it is, but like the the whatever evening news, right? Like during the week, six o'clock, seven o'clock, whatever time it is. And the only reason I know this is because like my parents will watch it whenever I'm home. I think the last three minutes of the broadcast, they will try to talk about like some sort of somewhat positive story. And it's like yeah. the, the last three minutes to end it, and that's what they leave you with. Yeah. And they spend, you know. 27 minutes or 57 minutes, depending on how long the, the whole thing was just talking about all the crazy shit that happened that day and how everything sucks, basically.
1: <laughs> exactly. And, and, and I think that's kind of where it like, maybe this is the libertarian me, but like, this is where the opportunity for like us as people, individuals to like, to do something about it, like speak up, right. talk about the good news. Like, you know, why is it why are we so hyper focused on like this media source? We live in a technologically yeah. advanced world. Right? All right, and so I don't know. There's a I, I can go into that like all day. <laughs> yeah. all the podcast. <laughs> well,
0: it's, that's kind of interesting though, because like if you think about it, though, a lot of people for whatever reason are drawn to the negative too. Like it's mm-hmm. not just that the news chooses to focus on that, but like a lot of people wouldn't tune in just to see like a bunch of positive things that happen that day. I don't know why that is or how that started, and I'm sure it is somewhat of an association between how media grew and how it's grown to the point that it is today. But like, I'm just, I've always wondered is that why, like, why are we so attracted to all the shitty things for, for whatever reason? And like, right. everybody is.
1: Right. But it's cause we're not experiencing it. Right. So it makes yeah. us feel better about like where we are in life. Sometimes, sometimes, mm-hmm. um, sometimes it just makes it's, it's interesting, right? It raises those hormonal levels, like serotonin, like the stimulate, like you're, it's a stimuli, right? So you're yeah. like, Oh shit. I want to, see. even like when you look at Instagram, right. I'm like, I used to be completely addicted and that's why I like, I deleted it this yeah. past because I was like, Oh no, all I do is just scroll. And, Damn, me too. Right. And, but if you see something even like, that's like two seconds too long, you're just going to scroll past mm-hmm. it. You're not going to watch the whole thing. And like, we are just living in such a fast paced world. Right. And we never, we don't have some time to even like slow down and think about what the fuck we're doing. So right. it's insane and also going back to the media point did you know that there's like like eight big corporations that is like manages all like 90 like 6% of all media like it's insane how controlled it is like yeah. i just
0: i mean i feel i feel like i knew that but like i i didn't know like the specifics of it obviously but like it makes sense yeah they're it's all insane. selling the same thing just with a slightly different twist on it yeah so it's- i i don't i don't know I don't know how you break a system like that, but on a different level though, kind of like we talked about with your whole student government experience, I guess, you, know, you went into it with a mindset of, you have this platform, you're gonna be able to change a bunch of things, kind of change the shape of how the school runs, right? So if you apply that same kind of thought process to politics, obviously, yes, you'll have a lot more of an opportunity to change things, but kind of like we mentioned before, there is a system that exists, right? And once you get elected to whatever office it is, it's not that easy to just pass certain things that, that you support and, you know, your fellow party members support. And I think a lot of it is due part to a broken system of, of some, of some sort. And that's just continued to build on itself. But how would you, I guess, what would you best recommend to like try and start to break that system and, and, and not necessarily start over completely but in a sense, I guess, kind of, kind of start over, sort of.
1: And and I I want to instead of the word broken, I want to use the word outdated, right? Mm-hmm. The system was not the when the system was made, technology didn't exist, right? Yeah. All these like certain things did not exist, so the circumstances have changed. And mm-hmm. even when you think of government, you think of that slower pace. Like I have I have a lot of friends that work for government. It is that white male like yeah environment with like old ass computers like and stuff like that so like i don't think my goal has ever been to like i think when i was younger more naive it was like change the system like no it's how can i make better policies and that's Mm -hmm. why i'm so attracted to the like the healthcare space and the policy space is like how can i make better policies to make more sustainable change right this isn't to make things black and white nothing ever is it's just How can we um, date these, like, or update these outdated policies or Mm. certain things? Because at the end of the day, politics, people are always gonna talk, right? People always say something, regardless what you do, it's just like, might as well, behind the scenes, the kind of work that goes in that 99% of the people don't see is the policy changes that impacts all these things. And like, how can we have better people that will be thinking less related to money and more related to people change that And I think slowly but surely, that's going to be the change of the system. Mm -hmm. But I think that you can never change a system.
0: Right. So so with that being said, though, like how, I guess it's kind of tough to answer because you're not in that position, right? But like if you say you do get in this position, right, and you're not trying to necessarily fix a broken system, like you said, but start to update things, how do you think you kind of burst into that bubble and start to change mindsets? Because it's one of those things where like the current system is kind of like you said, based on outdated ways of thinking and a document that was written a long, long time ago. I'm not going to try and do quick math because I'll mess it up and sound like an idiot. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it (laughs) it, it was a document that was meant to be added to and like amended and make changes as, you know, we see fit and as things change and as technology develops. So I would just be curious what somebody that's actually interested in this stuff, how you would go about like distorting this outdated system.
1: This might be a cop-out, cop-out answer and I do talk about this in my book is-
0: Sounds like something a politician would say.
1: I think just being there. You know why? Because like, if you look at Congress, for example, 18% of Congress is women. Not 18% out of everything. That's a lot, that's like, that's like RIT ratio. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry.
0: No, I didn't know it is.
1: Um, you know how many of them are like millionaires? Like, it's like 51, 61. It's like, I, I cannot think Most of- Most of them? Half, more than half yeah. are millionaires. That is not representative of the US population. Right,
0: not even close.
1: It's the system that's outdated. It's the people in the system that's outdated.
0: Right. Like, literally- but like, how do you break that?
1: You just have more people that are our age that give a fuck, right? Because how many of your friends don't give a fuck about politics? Or if they do, they have this- one leaning like view of it and they don't want to talk about it or if they do, they just blow up, but yeah. they have no intention of getting involved.
0: Pretty much all of them.
1: Same. I mean, I <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I love you guys, nothing against y'all, but like, you know, we're sitting here talking about this, but like the, the solution is kind of clear cut. It's more mm-hmm. people there.
0: Yeah. So, so like- what would you say to like people that, well, I guess it's not even people say this, but like, so say- you know, you obviously, if you're running, right, you have to have some sort of campaign, right? It's a lot easier to have a much more successful campaign when you have a lot of money. And it's kind of one of those things where like, if you have the money, you're probably going to do better than somebody that doesn't. And if you follow this path, and I would assume you don't necessarily expect to be a multimillionaire when you do make this run, like how do you, like that's another issue clearly. And like you're saying, over half of the people that are elected right now are millionaires like multi-millionaires so it's kind of like one of these things where just money is working for money
1: right
0: but like that's kind of what america was built on in a sense too so it's like these two like how do you how do you find a way to 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 get in there and change things up
1: we just need more people to try Mm -hmm. like i can't i I can't even give you the numbers of how many people tried because i think it's that low and yeah not going against anyone that are, that are trying and not making it. Obviously that's like an issue.
0: The numbers are definitely stacked against them. Like the probabilities and and the support is stacked against those people.
1: And This would be my question. Like, and obviously my answer is to like, you know, as a pot, like as a, like a potential candidate, you have to do X, Y, and Z things to get more support, get your name out, et cetera. But asking like you Jarvis, like when's the last time you even donated like $5 to like a candidate that made sense to you?
0: I haven't donated to any politician ever.
1: You're part of the problem. I'm part of the problem. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have donated more recently, but like, I didn't give a fuck. Like I was like, no, but I would spend like $50 like dollars on a shirt. Like, you yeah. know, I, I, my priorities were a little bit like just skewed. Right. I want change, but I wasn't willing to be part of the change. Right. Um, and so I would encourage even like you to like, just go like pull up your computer after this and like look up your local pol- like politician. Yeah. Like, lo- like local Republican or like Democratic candidate and just see what they're about. See if you relate to it. If you don't find someone that does, just just look into them and that's it. I'm not saying like donate like $150, like 2 million, like no, just look into them and yeah. then, then donate like a dollar. Like stuff like that, like those are the slow things that we need to do if we yeah. really want to change that system. Instead Absolutely. Of complaining about
0: it no that's I mean that's a starting point right, and that's okay. that's where i
1: right you have but to start
0: somebody somewhere
1: effect, right and like let me ask you snowball effect let's say you and all your friends did that, and then all of their friends did that, and all of their friends did that that like lowly not millionaire candidate is not no longer you know it, it, he has some or he or she has some traction right so they
0: at least have some sort of a fighting chance right I think. You know, it was yeah. No, that's true. That's definitely a, a a good point. I think, but I think also that a lot of people today, even if you did find somebody that you were passionate about who wasn't necessarily a multimillionaire, had all this money coming in to support them. I think some people would also think like, hey, how is my five dollars going to compare to somebody that has support of this billion dollar company? Right. And although that kind of thinking is what will prevent somebody that's running in a lot smaller budget from having a fighting chance, like mm-hmm. that's a tough reality that a lot of people are probably faced with, and especially a lot of people that aren't truly that invested in, right. in politics in general. So I don't know. I guess like you're saying, it's like people like yourself have to like make make these things publicly known. So
1: right. And and listen, I said half the people are millionaires. What about the other half? Right.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Exists. they're not
0: hurting for money i can almost guarantee that
1: right but they're they're still you know like they're there and they probably there are some people that started like grassroots mm-hmm. that's like that's like the superhero clause and like etc but like it's, it's it's like uh they still exist right and we just don't even give them the time of day because we just think that the system is just on break like you can't fix it right yeah so i don't know we'll that's see i'll get off my soapbox <laughs>
0: No, I mean, it's good stuff. And somebody like somebody has to have these sorts of conversations, like regardless of how many followers I have or like the most popular podcast is. And like, like I've said before, like, that's kind of the great thing about this whole like newish wave of media. It's not really filtered. I'm not getting paid a shitload of money to say things one way or the other. These like small, genuine conversations that you can have with like literally anybody that hopefully and I think you're starting to see is gaining some traction, but These are like the kind of things that people have to start trying to prioritize, I think a little bit more than, than trying to get on the news. Absolutely. So maybe, maybe this will do something. Probably not, but wishful thinking.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, if someone watched a hundred, a hundred, one hour and 23 minutes of this, God bless you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's not all that bad.
1: (laughs) No, I know. You were listening to both of us like, I'm kidding, I'm just
0: two idiots just ramble on for an yourself. All right, one idiot and one, not so much of an idiot. But um, as far as like questions and things I wanted to, to cover with you, I think that was pretty much all of it. I I kind of have left. um, You know, whenever I have a guest on like the last little bit for somebody to kind of like, talk about. Something they want to talk about, or like, ask me a question, or even like, plug what they have going on. Um mm-hmm. So really, I'll kind of just give you the opportunity to say whatever it is you want to say. It could Be a mystery yeah. topic. It could be nothing. Well, it doesn't I do matter have
1: a for you. I feel like God. God. You ask me a lot. So well, that's the point. Been, <laughs> what has been your biggest takeaway with all of these podcasts?
0: Um, that's a good question. Um, I could probably this is something I could probably ramble on like a long time as well. Um, (laughs) My biggest takeaway. I don't know. Probably just that I like actually enjoy talking to people more than I thought I did. Like as, as small of something like to take away as that sounds like on a deeper level, I think just having conversations with really anybody, regardless of like, how similar my opinions and beliefs may be is like, it's really not that hard. Like a lot of people make it seem like it's like the, like the hardest thing in the world to do. And even if we were to tie it back to politics, right. I've said before with, with other political stuff, these two people on both sides can't have a civil conversation with each other. And like, that's where compromises and change actually happens for me. It's like having a greater sense of like open-mindedness and really being able to talk to like, anybody about anything and just not not come into it with all these walls up and all these barriers up and just kind of like literally just talk to somebody and like I haven't had too many people on with like drastically different opinions on things than myself there's been a few that that aren't the same and come from like significantly different walks of life so I don't know I kind of just enjoy like asking questions and learning things and learning how people think of things differently than myself so I
1: love it that's awesome
0: that's that's something. So I'm
1: happy
0: to. <laughs> Well, thank you. I I'm I'm glad I started doing it too and a lot of it kind of spurred from like we mentioned like everybody's losing their mind in COVID. Got to find something to do and I think that a lot of people will have seriously wasted a legitimate opportunity if you didn't come out of this with some sort of new skill or like new hobby or just something new. So I guess that is kind of like the silver lining in this whole shitty year. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad I started it. It's, it's been a lot of fun so far. And, you know, with 2021, hopefully big things to come, it's going to be very time consuming, but um, you know, I enjoy doing it and I could be doing a lot of other things that are uh, a lot, a lot bigger of a waste of time. So, yeah, but I want to thank you for coming on for talking to me for like an hour, however long it was an hour and a half. I really don't know how long this was, but was um, that's pretty good. That's, that That'll be the longest one. Um,
1: and the first, first, female.
0: first female first female guest um and if you know when that book comes out when it comes closer to that time assuming i'm still doing this i'll have you back on hopefully i'll have a bigger following by then and we can really try and push the book at that <laughs> point but uh, for anybody that might be interested you can look for that sometime in july ish mid-year of 2023 <laughs> because she forgot what year this was so 2023 keep that in mind um Thanks again for for coming on and thank you for uh, kind of pushing me in the early days to like just send it and finally do it because you're one of the first people that uh, just basically said go with it. So I I thank you for that. And, um, you know, with that being said, I uh, obviously will keep in touch and uh, I'm really curious how this whole book goes for you. I know it's going to be a lot of work, but um, I'm sure it'll be worth it at the end.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to another episode. Um, if you haven't already, go to Spotify, Apple, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast. It doesn't matter. We're on all of them. Leave us a review. Five stars, obviously. Leave a comment. Comments are actually big. Um, they really help kind of get the show out there to new audiences and, and that kind of thing. So, you know, we got, we got quite a few things lined up for this year and um, I'm looking forward to it. And I hope everybody else is too. All right. Take care, y'all.